Good morning, everyone. Today is November the 22nd, 2020, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. The topic that I wanted to talk about this morning is having a crack in the foundation. The scripture that I want to use as the basis for this comes from Luke 8, 11 through 15. And if you want to get the Bible that you use, um, I know for me that I was given a Bible when I was 12 years old, and it was a King James Version. And when my life had gone into the toilet, you know, I grabbed that Bible, and I opened it up, and I started reading some words, just it was a random opening of my Bible, and I thought, you know what, I don't get the these, the thous, I don't get all that. And I looked up to heaven, and I started, just tears started streaming down my face, and I said, God, I just don't get this. Well, three nights later, my brother uh, came over and brought me a Bible, an NIV, student Bible. And he said, God told me to get this for you. And what that Bible did for me was it opened up God. I was the one who was seeking him. But he opened the word for me to where I could understand an eternal God. And it revolutionized my whole life. So I want to talk about building on a good foundation today. And it's important that you have a Bible that you like, that you trust, that you know um, you can turn to and that you can find what you need in order to help you in any given situation. I would suggest to anybody an NIV it doesn't have to be a big, fancy, rainbow, color-coded Bible. It's got to be a Bible where God and the Holy Spirit can speak to you through. For me, simple was always better. So the scripture I want to talk about today comes from Luke 8, 11 through 15. And you can take the time later to turn your Bible and read that. It's going to be important for you. It's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke. But one must build on a good foundation. And when your temple has not been built on a firm, good foundation over time, and the more you walk in life, cracks are going to form in it. And the building, your building, is not going to be able to stand against the storms that are going to come at you because they're going to surely come. What I have found is that there's not enough mortar in there holding the temple together, and the mortar is the Word of God. It just keeps everything glued together. And you can always look back and see if you will take the time to go back through the history of your walk with the Lord. It's more than studying a scripture or two. It's about learning God. If you did nothing but get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and find out what God, through Jesus Christ, did on this earth while he was here, it would be enough. It's not only salvation. You know, salvation is, is of the utmost importance. Lock and seal that and get that done. But then, if you will continue to learn about God through Jesus Christ, it will transform your thinking, your heart, your life, the way you behave. 
it can help set you free from years of guilt and shame and bondage. It can actually tamp down and deliver you from temper, anger, rage, outbursts. Doubt is a really big issue, and I find that among many Christians. But what's going to happen if you don't have this good, solid foundation? You're going to fall away. And it's easily done in the days in which we live because Satan counts on you or you and your husband being so busy because you have to make a living to support your lives that you don't have time to get into the Word of God. And what happens is that you attend church thinking I'm doing the right thing. You sit in a pew and you get preached to about 30 minutes in a whole seven-day period. And it's not enough to keep your structure put together, built together. It's not enough to keep it glued together. You've got your spirits got to be fed. And once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have a choice. God sets before you your yellow brick road. Molly, this is your yellow brick road. You've stepped onto it. Now, depending on how successful or victorious your life is going to be, you have to actually walk down that yellow brick road with me. And there are surely going to be lions and tigers and bears. But if you don't have the word of God deposited in your heart, the soil of your heart, Satan's going to come along and pluck it away. And you're going to think, well, that's all there is. I've accepted Christ as Savior. My life is still going down the toilet. I'm not getting the victory. I'm not doing this anymore. My best friend called me one day and said, I had a dream about you last night. And if you knew this individual, you'd say, she had a dream about you and she called you? Yes. She does not spiritualize anything. When she says something, it means something. So you need to listen. And she said, in this dream, um, there was a big clipboard. And there was scripture, test, scripture, test, scripture, test. And I knew what she was saying. Because God tells us in Jeremiah 17, 10, I test the mind. And I test the heart. If you want to build on a good foundation, you're going to have to deposit the word of God into your heart. And the only way I can tell you to do this, bottom lining it, you're going to have to memorize scripture and deposit it in the soil of your heart. You have to sit there with your Bible, you have to open it up, and you have to start memorizing it. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Get that into your heart. God tells us for what measure that we use, it's going to be measured back to us. And I can tell you that with that simple scripture, judge not, lest ye be judged. When I read that scripture in the New Testament, I'm like, oh my gosh. I've been judging people. But he would invariably bring people around me that normally I would have looked at and gone, oh my God, is your top a little low? Is your skirt a little short? Oh my gosh, you can almost see your underwear. 
when you look at someone else and in your mind you look at them, you're judging them. And you're thinking, Molly, how in the world can I not do that? Well, it's possible. We're going to get to that in all the teachings. Um, the next time I'm going to talk about renewing your mind. How do you renew your mind so your thoughts are Christ's thoughts? Because God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We have Most of us have been raised in this society where we think and we act upon um, our flesh and from what we've learned in our lives, the families we've been raised in, what they've thought. And God's saying, come away with me and let me teach you my ways so you can mature up in this earth and in your life so you can have victory in your life with your life and your husband for your children so we can stop all that other thinking that is askew. Find out what I'm thinking about things. So I would, he would invariably, when I was learning that scripture, judge not lest you be judged. And he'd only give me like one scripture a week that I'd really deposit in my heart. I'd memorize it, put it in my heart. And people would be put in front of me that normally I would judge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be thinking these things about them. And I'd go home and repent. Set me free from it because you say judge not lest you be judged. I don't want to be judged by you, God. Help me not to be judged by you. Let me think your thoughts. The concept is very simple for you, but you just have to begin. A good place um, to go to in the New Testament is uh, the Beatitudes when Jesus was talking about, you know, let this be your attitude. Look, in the, look for the Beatitudes. Look in there. Find out what Jesus says about how we should behave and then start putting that into practice every day. Jesus tells us, pick up your cross daily. We each have a cross that we have to bear in this earth. But if we lean on Jesus, he can teach us how to build a good foundation. He's the chief cornerstone of our foundation. If we build upon his thoughts, upon his ways, upon how he acted, then our foundation is going to stand when these storms of life come, whether it's finances, marriage, children, sickness, disease, we are overcomers, but he's not going to just give it to you all at one time. That's not his way. He wants to get you hooked onto him so you'll walk with him down your yellow brick road every day. And you're going to have to put the effort forth. God just doesn't give it all to you. He taught me and gave me what he wanted in the way he wanted a little at a time. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. He knows how much we can stand. He knows how much we can take. But if you apply his word and get it in your heart, you're going to be amazed at the outcome. I went before the Lord when I first began this walk and I committed to give him 30 days. I'll give you 30 days. My way isn't working. My life is defeated and you've handed me so many things on a silver platter and I've destroyed them with my own hands. My own mouth. Oh, my mouth. Hallelujah. So I went before the Lord and I made a commitment because I have really weak flesh. 
And I never did anything consistently for any amount of time. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you 30 days. And I'm going to promise you to get in your Bible. I'm going to go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'm going to see what happens. And if after 30 days, nothing has changed, I'm done. But at least I will have tried it. Because my life is so defeated. And I'm not happy inside. I just wanted to be happy. Okay? I just didn't know how to get to be happy. But I promise you, it's there on your yellow brick road. You know, we all know the story of the three little pigs. Um, and this pretty much puts right into a little synopsis, Luke 8, 11 through 15. You know, the three little pigs. Um, the big bad wolf came along and blew, without much effort, he blew down the one who built his house with the house of straw. Then he went to the next little pig. Didn't take much effort to destroy the house of sticks. But the last house was what? Made of what? It was made of bricks. It was solid. And guess what? All the other little pigs went to the third little pig and stayed with him and he couldn't blow it down. He huffed, he puffed, and he couldn't blow it down. You have to understand that Jesus came to save us, but he came to give us his word through the apostles so that if we wanted to follow him, and he gives us a choice. You don't have to go down your yellow brick road. If we want to follow him, it's all laid out right here so Satan can't dupe us. He can't destroy us. He can't blow us down, blow our families down, blow our houses down. But in order to be able to stand what Satan is going to bring at you, because he is. You know, Jesus says in the New Testament, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Nobody preaches that. Wow, really? The Apostle Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, and I call Ephesians the warfare book. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every power principality, ruler of darkness, or evil and wicked spirit in the heavenly realms. When I learned that scripture, I thought, oh my God, what is that? What are those? It's Satan. His attacks are going to come at you. And what I am witnessing and what I have seen over these last 20 years is that people, Christians, good people, people who love Jesus, are so defeated because Satan is wreaking havoc in their lives because their foundation has not been built properly. Finally, you must learn to be obedient and get your flesh under control. And we're going to talk about that. Um, the next time in renewing your mind and getting your flesh under control. When I began my walk with the Lord for that 30-day period, and I was stunned at the end of 30 days, I thought, I'm not quitting this. Oh, my gosh. Does everybody know what's going on in the Word of God? Oh, my gosh. Do they know that He can actually deliver you from years of hell? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? Why, don't, why aren't people talking about this? Why aren't they preaching it? All I knew of God was a Sunday service. 
I knew God was the Father, Jesus was the Son, and who in the world was the Holy Spirit? And how did three people get into one body anyway? Well, I didn't know until I started on my journey at 39 years old. And I can tell you, it cost me years of pain, suffering. I caused others pain and suffering. And I was never really happy. I took drugs to be happy. When I was taking drugs, I was happy. But one night after this, um, several months into my walk, concentrated walk with him, I thought, I'm doing you, I'm putting you first, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me, I'm done. I've lived life that way, now I'm going, I'm going this way. And so, I was sleeping on a futon in my sister's home, and something in the middle of the night raised me up. And I looked up and there was such bright white light all around that I was, I'm thinking, oh my God, I am really in big trouble now. This is not good. What's going on? Am I dead? And if I looked up a little, inched up my eyes little by little, and at the end of this futon sat a man in a white bright robe. I looked at his feet with brown sandals. They were the most beautiful feet I'd ever seen. I looked up and inched up little by little and saw these beautiful masculine hands folded on this white gown robe and they had nail marks in them and I knew it was the Lord. And I looked up a little bit more because that's just me. Molly, push it to the push it to the nth degree with everything you do. And I looked up and there was about probably three inches of brown straight hair lying on these shoulders. And I dare not look up anymore and I knew it. And I said, I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I, 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 I promise I'll do better. I promise I'll do better. And he said, you are not being obedient. And I said, I know. I know. I promise I'll do better. I promise. And from that moment forward... Because I had just even tried to get into his word. I got under the teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley. And he brought heaven down to earth to me in a way that I could understand it. I knew Jesus was real from that moment forward. I knew everything in the Bible was real from Genesis to Revelation. Whether I liked it or not. Whether I liked what it said or not. I knew I'm following this. I'm going this way, and nobody's going to stop me. My foundation has been actually rebuilt by the Word of God. I am created to be in His likeness, just as you are. But in order to navigate in this earth with the Holy Spirit, who will indwell our temples, we need to learn God's ways and God's thoughts. God is faithful. Jesus is faithful. And I want to close with this little story that happened yesterday. I was at Food Line. And I went to pick up a few things. And there was an elderly woman standing in front of me. And she, I knew she couldn't, she was kind of um, hunched over, having a hard time. Uh, the checkout uh, person had put her groceries in a bag, but he wasn't putting them in the basket for her. And clearly she needed help. So I was looking at her knowing, go help her. 
I started putting her, I started putting her things in the basket for her. And she said, oh, thank you so much. It's my back. And I said, it's just not a problem. You're welcome. God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. So I got uh, my things checked out. She was on her way and got them in the buggy and was walking out the door. And I couldn't spot my car. Usually I know pretty much where I've parked it. And I'm walking down this other aisle and I thought, there she was trying to load her things in her van. And I'm like, well, that's why you brought me down this aisle is what I'm thinking to myself. Go help her put those in her car. So I did. And a word came at just the right time that I needed to hear. And she said, Jesus will always provide for you. She didn't know I was a believer. She didn't know I was trying to walk with God. He knew I was trying to walk with him. And I needed to hear that word that day. I live on faith. I don't have a lot of money. I live from week to week sometimes and day to day. But God provides for me every single day. And that was a word that I needed to hear that day. And I knew it was from God. When you walk with God down your yellow brick road and you get close enough to him, those things aren't hoo-doo-voo-doo. You know God's speaking to your Holy Spirit inside of you to let you know, I'm with you, Molly. I got this. It's the most fantastical thing I've ever done in my whole life for myself and my family. And I can tell you that your journey is waiting on the yellow brick road. So foundationally speaking, get a Bible you like. If you don't like your Bible and you don't feel like Jesus can speak to you through it, because that's your final word every time. It's not what somebody else tells you. Go to the word. If you can't find it in the word, then you need to stop listening to whomever you're listening to in Jesus' name. Um, and NIV worked great for me. So next time, we want to talk about how do I renew my mind, especially when I'm older. Is that even possible? I am Molly Painter bringing heaven down to earth for you. One rung at a time so you can get the victory on your yellow brick road. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.